Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What is that? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back, everybody. Hour three of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. Hour three. You guys know that that means I am joined by my friend, Casey Bubba, at BDM Trick on the Twitter machine. Casey, what's going on, buddy? Not a whole heck of a lot, just uh, baseball starts in less than a week, which I'm pretty pumped on that. Um, weather's getting nicer, I don't know, There's it, it just busy, it's just busy, it's all I know. Like, it's just, it's chaos trying to get everything done, and football's cranking up, There's, it's, it's fun, fun time of year actually, really fun. It's a busy time of year, that's for sure, mm-hmm. especially if you're Deshaun Watson, because I think at this point, last week when we were recording, and you know we record the show early, and last week we did, even a day earlier because I had to go to the Tom Segura show. Thank you very much, bub, for uh, m- yeah. moving that around for me and being yeah. jealous of me. So, uh, but la- the last, the thing that I had read before we recorded last was Deshaun Watson went to a massage therapist and asked for some stuff that was borderline inappropriate. That was what I had read. Now, even before this show came out, it wasn't just one person. Mm-hmm. It is now, what is the number up to 14 that are actually in the lawsuit with a couple others that have come forward and said inappropriate things, but they're not going to join the lawsuit or something. I yeah, I, I think it's something like that. Cause I think I've heard of like 17 or something people all together. Like it's Ooh. like, I'm like, I'm with you. Like last, when we first talked about it, it sounded like he was just kind of a pervy Robert Kraft. Like, okay. right, right. But it's, it's all he's doing. The, uh, it gets way deeper than that. Like way bad, bad deeper. Like he might not play football this season. Yeah, I mean, this is a civil case, so, you know, it seems like it could be solved by money, and he does have, you know, uh, Rusty Harden is his lawyer yeah, he's, who's he's gotten... Good this. He's good at he, this. He's gotten a lot of athletes out of a lot of trouble before, so, it, yeah. you know, nothing is, of course, set in stone, but this is going to be dicey to watch this, you know. Uh, it's going to be go dicey down. to see how he gets a second chance. Like, yeah. I know he's not going to... He might not be convicted, quote-unquote, guilty, but man, you have if he settles, it's yeah. like it's like people said, it's like, OK, what if it's just 10 percent are actually telling the truth? That's still like two or three women. Like, right. This is like crazy. Yeah. One is bad enough. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I hate it's the cliche wild. where there's smoke, there's fire, but there's a lot of smoke here. But yeah. we got to hit a break when we come back. We're going to talk some football in hour three here. We've been talking a lot about baseball. So uh, we'll get into that in this league on the sports grid right back after this. <laughs> sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Welcome back, everybody, in this league on the sports grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogdan. Follow me on the Twitter, at Bogdan Sports. I'm joined by Casey Bubba, at Trick on the Twitter. And it is a busy time of year, like Bubba said. So why don't you tell us where everyone can find your stuff and things on all of the interwebs, Bob? Like you said, Twitter, at Trick is the place to start. Benched with Bubba Podcast, uh, cranking those out quite a bit, trying to keep up with the ITO. That's, it's tough to do, but trying to keep <laughs> up. Uh, so doing a, two to three of those a week right now, depending on the schedule. Uh, written content at rotoballer.com and fantasydegens.com. We'll have some DFS stuff coming up. You and me and Welsh doing stuff. I do some other stuff with rotoballer and whatnot. Um, there's going to be content for days. Like literally, if you like baseball, BDN trick on Twitter and you'll have plenty of it. So join me there. I'm so ready for baseball to start, man. I yeah. like this is the this is the stretch that I hate the most. Now yeah. I love doing drafts, but I have drafts from all the time, uh, all the time. tonight. Saturday night, I've got two. That is my head-to-head in Roto, back-to-back. I've got ALNL on Sunday. I've got my home league on Monday. And then I've got the Champs League on Tuesday night. So I've got, you know, and this is what I say, you know, I wait for all my drafts until as close to the regular season as possible because all these injuries are happening late. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to those uh, in, in a couple segments here. But we're talking about football. We're talking about the Sean Watson and uh, looks like he's he's in a little bit of trouble here. So um, I don't know. You know, look, someone asked in the ITL group me room today uh, is Deshaun Watson someone I can still trade for. Not like I should be actively shopping for him, but can I still trade for him? And my answer had to be yes, because NFL teams are still in on him right yep. now. So, uh, you know, from everything we've heard, you know, obviously things can change in a dime and you know, if there's some other, you know, 10 other people come forward here, he's probably not going to want to be traded for um, in the few days we, we, between when we record this and it comes out. But um, right now, yeah, I mean, you can go get him on your fantasy team. Uh, I, I said you just have to make sure that you have a a plan B solidified, mm-hmm. you know. So is that your same opinion or is this something that you're, you know, I mean, we – Look, if Deshaun Watson did all the stuff, he's a total scumbag. And, and I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But, you know, it's hearsay right now. It, it's it's in the it's just the court of public opinion, not the court of the law right now. Uh, so it seems like he's probably a little shady either way. Um, but and that's a whole different discussion of drafting yeah. players that you can actually enjoy watching and not avoiding those that you can't. But um is that is that the same type of advice that you would give out, Bub, or would you say, nah, let let's just wait and see 
how this whole situation ends. Yeah, we're pretty much on the same page there. It's it's we've seen it time and time again. So, and I've heard people talk about it. If you're uncomfortable rostering people with bad pass, then yes, don't roster Deshaun Watson. You probably can't roster half the NFL, but right. that's just the way it's going to go. Um, it's one of those if you can put that to the side, which teach their own. He might not play this year. He might. He's going to get suspended one way or another. For how long we don't know. Like yeah. it's not. But if you can get him for pennies on the dollar or at least some kind of discount. I can't blame you for trying because he's still going to be a darn good quarterback. So if you have a plan B in place, do it. And I, I would do it very quickly. But it's it's one of those that just be prepared that it could be a two-game suspension. It could be a season suspension. Just realize that going into it. I mean, if he gets ugly, it could be he could be done. So Yeah, he could be. It's just one of those we know that if he does come back, even if it's after a full season, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in football. Right. And you got and you have him on your team now. So it depends on how you want to look at that situation. That's for each person to dictate. Right. I think it's a very intriguing question because he is still that good of a football player. He's a horrible human being, but he's a very good football player. Look at Michael Vick. People didn't think yeah. he'd come back. He came back. He, like, he, people get second chances in the NFL. Antonio if you're, if Brown you're has an open oh, yeah. case that, yeah. that uh, and he has won a Super Bowl. Date. So. Yeah, the, yeah, he just played in the Super Bowl. The court date keeps getting pushed back. Now it's in December of this year. So, yep. um, you know, and he played in the Super Bowl. So that you know, NFL teams are willing to look over, overlook a lot. You know, it just, uh, you know, any type of video comes out and you're cooked. You know, I mean, yep. that's Kareem Hunt. You know, uh, he didn't miss a whole year. So, uh, it, it's uh, it's an ugly situation. Hopefully, it gets straightened out soon, and you know, we get to the bottom of it. And if Deshaun Watts did all this stuff. Hopefully, f's off and goes away forever. So yeah, pay the price um, if you did the work. That kind of right, thing. exactly, exactly. Now, a couple other signings this week. A bunch that I do not care for, Bubba. I don't like a lot of these signings. Joe Flacco to the Eagles. I mean, look, <laughs> this guy is terrible, right? So he's not good anymore. He's an awful teammate. Uh, you you can bring him in to want to um, you know help your starting quarterback, but he has already said, he said in Baltimore, it's not my job for Lamar Jackson. He did the same stuff in Denver when they were talking about Drew Locke. He said, no, I'm concentrating on starting. So the guy's not good for the locker room. He's not a good player anymore. So I can't believe a team would sign him. Uh, you know, I, I, it just, it, this baffles me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't understand this one at all. We, uh, we saw him last year with the jets that didn't work out. They just got rid of Carson Wentz in Philly, so why bring in a Joe Flacco? I know he's cheaper than Carson Wentz, but you didn't give away rents for, for free either. Um, I don't get it at all. He's not going to help your your future. Uh, there was discussions that were more interesting, like do the Eagles go and draft another quarterback and, to push Hurts? And I said, okay, well, that's intriguing. Flacco's not that guy. So this move yeah. makes no sense, and it seems like it's another bad Philadelphia move. It's just it's weird, very weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand Flacco getting work at all. I mean, Ryan Finley just got cut. I know Ryan Finley's not very good, but I would much rather take a risk on a. Give me the youth. Give me that youth. Yeah, see what because Flacco's not doing. He's not moving. He's not doing anything. Literally, he's burned. He's done. You know, like it'd be one thing if he was willing to be a quality backup, but he's not willing to do that. You know that for a fact. He's a, he's a. I don't want to use the word, but he's a clubhouse problem. Right. It's just I don't get it at all. Yeah, it, it made no sense to me. So that was the one quarterback move. But a lot of these running backs move, Bob, I despise. Uh, so let, let's just start with the first one that happened a while ago. But Philip Lindsay going to the Texans like now they've got 
uh, DJ. They've got Philip Lindsay. Uh, I mean, why? Ingram, Ingram too. Yeah, believe, it, right? Mark Ingram. Yeah, look. Hey, you I, just count him all you want. He's still in the way. Very true. Very true. He's still going to get work. You're right about that. We saw that. it in Baltimore. Like he still shows up and gets asked J.K. Dobbins how this works. But I think Mark Ingram is a locker room guy. He's the complete opposite yeah, Joe. I can see that. And, he, and Houston he, needs that. And their their new head coach, his name escapes me right now, but he was with Baltimore. So we saw true. that stuff going on with Ingram. So like I true. think Ingram was brought in to be a glue guy, to be a good uh, clubhouse guy, which is, you know, look, the Texans did something right with that move. It felt like, but then bringing in Lindsay uh, with, with David Johnson was just really confusing to me. Um, you know, they're obviously going to need some whiteouts here soon, but uh, I don't know. They don't I, have I a quarterback to throw to them. So who cares? Right, right. Uh, right now they don't have anything. So that that's very, very true. So I don't know uh, how, how much does this hurt? Does this tank Philip Lindsay? Does this tank DJ for you? What do you, what do you do with this situation when you get into a draft? Is this something you're just trying to avoid like the plague? For now, I'm avoiding like the plague. I need a lot more clarity on this one because I like DJ last year. I, dra- I had DJ as like a RB2, RB3 on my fantasy teams. And he when he's healthy, he's good. But that's DJ for one when he's healthy. And Lindsey, we know, has always been good when he has the role in Denver. But the last couple of years, it's been sketchy. And so, he gets hurt a bunch too. Yeah, right it, it's one of those like... I don't know. Draft price will be interesting to see how the ADP starts to fluctuate early on because that'll dictate a lot. And I want to see, give me some coach speak or something because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, a, it's probably just a void like the plague. But yeah, right, you, right. But we know in the NFL there's so many committees out there that there's value to be had. So it's right. Tough. Yeah, I mean, we're going more and more towards that, which is why I don't like a lot of these signings. I hated Marlon Mack going back to the Colts. You know, I think yeah, that was horrible. That horrible. Last week, but week JT uh, alone. He, right, exactly. Chris Carson going back to the Seahawks. I didn't dislike this one, but it just seemed a little weird. Um, it seemed like he really kind of wanted out of that situation, but they run the ball more than anybody else and they don't have a backup. So looks like for fantasy, this is going to be a good move unless they decide to draft someone. Yeah, I love it. I was happy they did it. I was worried he was going to go somewhere else. Great situation, great team, great system. Um, and Russ needs to win. So rely on Carson, who was actually very good. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk more about some of these running back moves and some of these wide receiver moves. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this in this league on the sports grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old... In this league. Talk about www.wcom, you made you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Hour three of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogdan. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogdan Sports. Joined by Casey Bubba at Piantric. We're talking some football here, and we talked about Chris Carson going back. Let me tell you why that one was particularly weird. And I heard this on local radio here, but um, it was, you know, the, the Raiders obviously signed Kenyon Drake, and we don't know what the hell's going on there. And I just recently did in my NFL draft war room show. I just did running back. So a lot of this stuff happened right after I recorded it. So I was very annoyed with a lot of these signings. Kenny and Drake was before I recorded, but like Mike Davis, who we'll get to in a second was after. So Kenyon Drake seems really weird because you already have your, your running back in Vegas. You have yeah. Josh Jacobs and you spent a first round pick on him. And he's a stud. So you bring in Kenyon Drake, I guess to, be a straight backup, but you don't bring in a guy like Kenyon Drake Kenyon just to better. Be, yeah, bring just in, to be bring in Tevin Coleman, <laughs> a, a straight backup, right? Tevin <laughs> Coleman would have been a, a smart signing there for sure. Yeah. So it was just weird to see it. I don't know if I think this might have something to do with Kenyon Drake's uh, just his viability because he's been banged up. Uh, he's True. banged up a bunch last year. He never really had the role in Miami. Uh, he only had it for four games in Arizona. So that was when he looked really good. So maybe it's just something more to do with Kenyon Drake's viability than is Josh Jacobs. But the the thing that I had heard on the radio, and I thought it was a smart rumor until Chris Carson re-signed with the Seahawks, it seemed like maybe uh, they were they were signing Kenyon Drake because Josh Jacobs was going to be in a deal for Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and then Josh Jacobs in that deal, and obviously a bunch of other pieces because we heard what the Bears offered that the Seahawks didn't take. So um, I don't know, but we, with Chris Carson re-signing with the Seahawks, now it makes no sense and it kind of ruins. I, I mean, I'm not going to say it ruins because I'm not going to I'm not going to plummet Josh Jacobs because of this. But I, you do have to move him lower in everything. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, redraft and dynasty and all that good stuff. So it's an annoying move. I found Tevin Coleman signing with the Jets to also be an annoying move, Bob, because this to me, this might be it for them. This might be their move at running back. They might go with some young guys. Maybe they don't draft anyone. I think they should, but they have so many other holes to fill. I think a lot of this is going to, they have a lot of talent on that roster that's going to get coached up by Sala. And I'm really excited to see what he does there. But they have so many other spots to fill that if they, they ignore running back in the draft, Tevin Coleman might be the guy there. And that's just not. That's the opposite of Kenyon Drake. That's not good enough to be a starter. That's yeah. the same stuff they have going on the last couple of years. It's moves like this that remind us the Jets are the Jets. So it's uh, <laughs> and this is coming from an AFC East guy. So you have to take that with your grain of salt. But um, yeah, it makes no sense. Tevin can't stay healthy. Like we all know the ability that Tevin Coleman is, but when you can't even do it in the Niners system because you're not on the field enough, it just tells you you're not going to do it with the Jets. So right. then again, this is a Jets team that was having like Frank Gore and all. Like they just. Talent evaluation is not. I mean, they tried with Love Bell and, and him and uh, him and uh, you know well, uh, Case. That's Gage. their problem. Case yeah. is the problem to begin with. But it heads there. But I mean, I don't know. It is who's better, Coleman or Lamichael P. Ryan? I'd give P. Ryan a chance at least with age. I would give him a chance too, and I don't Coleman think he's can't healthy. I know right. P. Ryan isn't. P. Ryan's a good third down or occasional change of whatever. Like I get it. Right. 
but for an every down back, they don't have one. Yeah, it's Ty Johnson and Josh Adams. Oh, uh, you know that that's that's the He's roster. Like horror stories of week fifteen streaming. Right. Um, <laughs> so so let's play Ty Johnson in for three thousand dollars in DFS. No, do not light your money on fire. Right. Exactly. So uh, that could be a frustrating situation. And I this is the one that I despise the most out of all these. I actually like one of these most, but uh, Damian Williams. I know which one too. Yeah, Damian Williams signing with the Bears is god awful uh, because he's good enough to eat into uh-huh. Montgomery. Tariq Cohen's yeah. going to come back, so this turns into full RBBC, and I hate its guts and I hate everything about it, Bubba. And I now despise Nagy. I hate him. Well, the, I I, the, I can't the, do it. The ginger's going to love having three running backs. I mean, three running backs, yeah, Damian one Williams. backup quarterback, and a probably Hall of Fame level wide receiver in yeah. Allen Robinson. If he could get a good quarterback, like just imagine, look at the trash that Allen Robinson has played with in his career. You know, it's Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, and now Andy Dalton. Like, come on, dude, someone's got to give this guy Scotty a break. Ogman is fired up, folks. Like, I, fired up. He is. <laughs> this is I amazing. Just, I just see this, and it's just so frustrating. I think this Bears offense has a lot of talent. I think Allen Robinson is great. I think Montgomery is great. I think Cohen is a perfect second uh, running yes. back. I, Damian I Williams should have went to the Jets. Right, right. I, 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 go to Miami. Just, anywhere but yeah. the Bears to ruin David Montgomery. So uh, I'm probably more upset because I do have a lot of – I'm invested in Montgomery. I've got a lot of keeper shares and stuff like that, so – that's probably my more annoyance uh, about that than anything else. But I did the one running back signing I did like is Mike Davis going to Atlanta because they have oh, I almost lost hundred dollars right there. They don't have a lot on their roster right now as far as running backs go. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he proved himself last year in Carolina. He looked really good. Um, you know, I, I think a guy like Mike Davis definitely needs a solid second. So like, Honestly, if they had signed Davis and Damian Williams, I'd have been like, okay, well, this is clearly Davis's job. But Damian Williams could could eat in there too, but they're probably going to split. Like that would be an okay committee to me. But uh, I love Mike Davis going here because he's going to get a lot of targets. Uh, There's going to be a lot underneath open for him. Uh, He can obviously pass block. So uh, I think this is a real nice fit. But don't be surprised if Atlanta spends uh, a pick on a running back too, because I don't know that Mike Davis is the long-term answer there. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. I I love the addition of Mike Davis. It's you only have a couple more years of Matt Ryan leading this weapon with Julio and Ridley and uh, you know, they have Hooper at at tight end and everything, but um, getting Davis back there, you mentioned the the pass catching abilities. We saw he, he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he filled the role pretty darn well. Like he he definitely didn't go full McCaffrey, but he filled it pretty, he filled it pretty well. And that'll translate well in this Atlanta offense, like you're saying. So you got to love that. And I do think that they will draft a running back. I wouldn't shock me. But now by getting a Davis, they don't have to go super early to get one. So I, I like that a lot. Uh, how about Juju going back to the Steelers uh, on the cheap deal? Had a higher offer from Baltimore and an offer from the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how the Chiefs would have afforded them, but that's a whole other story. Well, I think the the real reason he's back with Pittsburgh is because it was one year deals, and uh, you're not going to prove yourself in Baltimore with Lamar. No, not with one year, not a chance. And if you go to Kansas City, you're the third. You're yeah, the you're third. sharing that football with way too many people. 
Yeah. So I think that's really why I went back to Pittsburgh on a one year prove it deal. But when Ben comes off the books, probably next year, then uh, the, the Steelers be able to pay him. You th- you think they can repair this relationship or is this I was about a- to say, I wonder how that conversation went. Like, does he come in? <laughs> does he come in smiling to, to, to the office going, hey, I'm signing and taking your money? Or is there like hat in hand going, hey, we got to make this work for two grown adults? Um, I would love to know. How that, I just don't see him being that guy, but maybe there's more to his. Yeah, you know, Twitch persona, but or is TikTok persona? He's still twenty four, right? Like, there's guys coming. Mistakes will be made. Mistakes will be made. There's no doubt about that. But uh, he burned a lot of bridges on the way out there to build them back that quickly. Yeah, I mean, he didn't Antonio Brown himself, so at least there's uh, at least there's a little meat on the bone there. But I found that interesting. I like T. Y. Hilton going back to the Colts. Love that move. Love that move. It's smart, you know, just a better quarterback too. There, better in leadership, the whole cha cha. Like, yeah, that's big. I thought that was smart. And then a lot of these veterans moving teams. Obviously, Galladay going to the Giants. I know a lot of people were upset about this move, but I don't know. I feel like Galladay is kind of one of those guys that can play with any Anybody. quarterback. But to be fair, in college he had Josh Allen, or no, he didn't have Josh Allen. Uh, why am I thinking that? I think because that game I watched against each other. But uh, he had Matt Stafford his whole career. This is an Allen Robinson, right? So so we'll see uh, what he can do with Daniel Jones. I still think Daniel Jones is okay. Uh, so we'll see if he gets better. Um, and then uh, Deshaun Jackson going to the Rams. I like that move a That's lot. That's fun for a couple games. Yeah, I mean, he, he he could definitely get hurt. I mean, that's what he's been doing. He'll be fun when he's healthy, like because you have you have Woods and you have Woods and you have Woods and Cup already. Now Jackson can extend the field for Stafford. That's gonna be huge. It's Stafford to Deshaun Jackson, like the yeah. guy that can outthrow anybody to the guy that can outrun anyone. Like Jack, that. Jackson's going to be an awesome GPP play from certain yeah. weeks of the season, like an amazing one. Yeah, he's gonna be a lot of fun. And then AJ Green going to the Cardinals, and there are. Uh, there are some rumors here in the desert that this might be the the signal that Larry Fitzgerald is going to go sign somewhere else. It's so, the only th- only thing that makes sense, right? Tampa Bay is what people are thinking. I'll go figure. Go- the retirement capital of the world. They all go there to get together and win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Right, right. I don't blame so, them. I don't blame them. Like, I mean, he's been stu- look at some of the quarterbacks that Larry. Think Larry about it. Fits fits with Brady. Brady would utilize him so well. He'd probably get like four to five catches a game, if not more, and his, he'll find the end zone like ten times because it's just what Fitz does. Like Brady would love him. And then Steve Kime talking about AJ Green and like I think he was third last year in the league in contested catches. It's, yeah, because he can't separate at all. Did you like, see his air yards? His air yards were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like I, I AJ Green, like th- there could be a little gas left in the tank. This could be one of those things where he was still so a little sad. bit draggy last year and he can knock the rust off. But come on, like. Is anyone going to pay up for this dude again ever? Just no uh, preseason, please, because we need to keep those ankles intact for opening week. Right. Yeah, we we, we got to keep them healthy for sure. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Don't don't particularly care uh, for that signing either. But a lot of moving and shaking, and a lot of uh, draft stuff. You know, Kyle Pitts ran a four four six. Rondell Moore, big Rondell man. Rondell Moore, Ooh. five seven had a forty two inch vert, and I think it was four four three nine. So. Yeah. Uh, just, just a lot of buzz going on there. So I'll have a wide receiver show coming out next week as well. So be sure to check that out, but, uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some baseball. It's in this league on the sports grid. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In this league. I'm back! Welcome back, everybody, in this league on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash army, where we got all kinds of goodies for you. We've got group me rooms. We've got secret shows. We're going to be doing Mystery Science Theater Draft 3000 in a couple days here and getting that posted up for you guys. So uh, we're having a lot of fun over there. Our rankings, if you're uh, doing your draft Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, leading up to the season, which is when you should be doing your draft Bubba right because yep. all these guys it seems like at the end of spring training are getting banged up right now and it sucks Zach Gallon, of course being the biggest one and having a hairline fracture in his arm from batting the pitchforks and torches are <laughs> going <laughs> crazy yep. about the um NLDH I mean Twitter was I mean I don't is Twitter ever happy about something like, is there ever, you know, or is Twitter just like your old racist grandparent? That's like, you know, yelling at everything. Like, obviously not, but uh, it, it just seems miserable sometimes. No, like it, it's a cesspool. I fully admit right. that it is a cesspool. I think it's more like your drunk uncle okay. who there's times where it's tons of fun. And there's times when he's really drunk and you like, want to play Monopoly with him. It's a bad idea. But then he so, says something kind of racist and the whole family gets mad at him. The whole thing goes right. downhill. So he's a lot <laughs> like the drunk uncle. Like it's like 30% good, 70% like just, just walk away. Right. I mean, being able to, you know, be in touch with literally anyone around the world is amazing. And, it's, and, there's, you know, and there's a lot of great resources. Like, when, right. like sadly, when someone gets injured, we know about it right away now. Yeah. Um, like there's a no lot, secrets a lot of on Twitter. So no, no, and it doesn't disappear. Ask Robert Kraft, he knows. So the internet does not forget. Ask ask Kevin Durant and his burner accounts. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that people they, they villainize Kevin Durant for getting upset about some tweets, but there's other other things that a lot of these guys have done that are, you know, real life horrible things. Yep. And, you know, they're either not good enough to remember, you know, remember the the issue that they had, or people just don't care because it wasn't him getting his his feelings hurt and making exactly. a burner account. I mean, burner account's pretty funny. Like I'm a Texas fan. I even got, and I have to admit, like you gotta not be such a sensitive Sally, bro. Like what? Uh, you if you're if you're making millions of dollars, you need to sack up. Like you you're, really you're, do. You're gonna get some ridicule. It's just that's part of the turf. 
Yep. Yeah. If you're on television, uh, yep. if you're in people's faces, someone's yep. going to say something yeah, negative about if, you. If, if you're sensitive, don't be on Twitter. Right. I'll Seriously. tell you that right now. You don't have to be. There's nothing in your contract that says, hey, you got to interact. Just walk away. <laughs> so where do you value Zach Gallon now? Where does he need to drop to in drafts to where you feel comfortable taking him? We talked about this yesterday. We had Justin Mason and Paul Spore from Sleeper in the Bus on the In This League Fantasy Baseball podcast. We talk about Gallon, and Paul pretty much said take him off the board. Uh, Mason had taken him in the eighth round of one of his NFBC drafts, was a little upset uh, that he had taken him at eight. You know, I think he needs to probably go a little bit further down the line than that, but where can you take Gallon and feel comfortable with him uh, knowing that he's got, you know, a fractured arm right now? Well, when Mason took him, we were still waiting for the second opinion. Right. So he didn't even know. We didn't even know what the injury was at that point. Right. All he was like a sore, you know, forearm or something, which usually doesn't mean good things. But um, so in the eighth round at that point, he was usually like a 35th to 40th pick overall. Now you're getting eighth round in a 15 teamer. That's a good discount if it's something minor. It's like a pretty for, good deal, right? You're doubling yeah. his, the rounds on him. So yeah, that's it's, it's not bad. For me, he's not drafted. I'm, I'm a sporer on this one. I, I just, when it comes to pitchers, so many pitchers get hurt. I'm not starting a draft with an injured pitcher. I'm just not. Um, it's tough. His injuries, four to six weeks, plus then he has to rehab afterwards. So let's just say two months. Now you're into June. So you're almost getting a half a season of that gallon. If if I have to give you a time to draft him, it's a bench player. So is this more because he's hurt? Around. He's hurt going into the year, yes. and he's a pitcher, or just hurt going into the year and a baseball player. He's hurt going into the year and a pitcher. Like okay, I usually don't like hurt guys. Period, but pitchers right. especially, I'm just not doing it because they're going to get hurt anyways. And this is a throwing arm and everything, so I'm not going to touch that gallon in drafts. If you want to, I'd say. For me, post round twenty, and that maybe it's too dramatic for people, but I want him to be on a bench for me. Now, if you have IL spots, that's intriguing. But a lot of leagues I play don't have IL spots. And you know, most leagues that even do have them, like you play in a Yahoo league, your max is five. I think they're basically yeah, and you're going to use those for other people that might be worth it. So it's tough, right? So and, and look, and honestly, Gallon would have been one of those guys that's worth it if he did this in season. But yeah. if you can avoid the headache before. Your draft, avoid the headache. You know, you can't be taking him in NFBC. You can't take him in pretty much any league that has no IL spots, like you mentioned, because you're burning a spot for what is probably at the minimum a month. You know, yeah, it's probably minimum. at the minimum a month. It's probably closer to six weeks to eight weeks. You know, mm-hmm. I always like when they tell me a month, I say, okay, that's six to eight. If they're yep. back before that, fine, great. You you made up some ground, but yeah. uh, I don't want to do it. And, and I don't know that I'm totally with you. I think if he's there somewhere between round 12 and round 15 and I have IL spots, I think I would take him because I think the upside yeah. is still there. Now they did. And we've gotten a couple of these, which I do not like, but you know, it's the manager's discretion to talk about what they're going to do with their team. And obviously you're not going to get all the news uh, immediately, but I don't like the fact that the diamondbacks came out and said, well, we were going to limit his innings anyway. Like really? <laughs> Are you are you serious? Because I don't think you were, especially no, I don't think you were either. Especially if you were on the precipice of a playoff spot, which they're definitely not going to be now. If there might have been a chance with Gallon at the head of that rotation all year, Madison Bumgarner looking a little bit better. Merrill, how's that, how's that feel? How's he, he that feel? Stop it! Yeah. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! I don't want to hear anything from you. Yep. So, um, 
I mean, your team's not going to win either. It's going to be the Padres and Dodgers. It's going to be a long year for both of us. All those all those postseason innings on Mad Bum's arm for the winning teams. Now you get to use them for the rest of it. So right, yeah. Thanks for that. So uh, anyway, well, run real real quick comment. Not making fun of you anymore, but um, the idea that the managers are saying they're going to limit his innings now. A lot of managers are saying that for a lot of teams, you can't limit all five pitchers. Right. So just realize that's why you're saying gallons thing. Like you can't limit all of them. Right. And then Drew Pomeranz got a little roughed up. Looks like he's going to be okay. He's scheduled to pitch. uh, I think as we're recording this on Friday, you know, yesterday, for those of you that are listening to this. So uh, that looks good. But in the midst of all that, it seems like Emilio Pagan is the guy to own to get the saves in San Diego. So that was a little weird as well. And then the other thing, which isn't a big deal because you weren't drafting them at all anyway, unless you're in a deep AL only league, like the one I'm drafting tomorrow night, which is 16 teams AL only. Oh God, rest my soul. Uh, anyway, uh, the Rangers are going to go to three starters and then two tandem starters, which hasn't really been done in baseball well. We've had openers for the Rays. We've had openers for other teams. Usually those come off the heels of an injury for a player. They're not done in a specific rotation outside of what the Rays have done. Now the Astros screw around with this, I think at double A like four or five years ago where their whole staff the whole year, they went with tandem starters. Four and four was the plan. Didn't work out. They obviously scrapped it, but... Uh, what do you feel about the tandem starters uh, in Texas? How long will this last into the season, do you think? I'll be nice and say six weeks. But okay. it's going to be very difficult because all it takes is one injury to anybody. And right. that's out the way. Because you only have so many options, like you're saying. Uh, it works in the minor leagues because you can just kind of call guys up and down. I remember when Lazardo and Puck were with the Stockton Ports, the A's single A team. They were, ta- they were tandem starters together to limit their innings. I just don't see how long they're going to be, the longevity of it for a major league baseball team. Uh, so yeah, I don't count that to happen. Cause what happens if say the, the one guy starts, he gets blown up in the first inning. Do you still leave him out there for four innings or, or how's that going for How about let's go the other way around. Dane Dunning is in there in his fourth inning. He's got six strikeouts, no hits. Yeah. And he's at, you know, 45 pitches. You taking that guy out. Uh, I mean, it, it, uh, unless Kevin cash is your manager, you're probably not taking him out. So uh, I don't know. If you want, if you want to run an opener, that's fine. Tandem Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a tandem guy. I don't understand what's going on with that idea. I, you know, that to me, it just says we don't have five starters that we trust. Yeah. Our so. team sucks even more than we thought. Now, uh, getting off of pitchers here, moving to Eloy Jimenez. Speaking of injuries that happened right before uh, the season, hopefully we get some good news on this because this injury happened, I believe, today as we're recording this. So um, he went up over the wall to try to grab a home run in one of the last games in spring training. Let it go, dude. Let let it go, dude. What are you doing? And uh, he heard, we think it's his elbow, but I've heard also maybe it's his shoulder that he hurt going over the wall. He uh, walked around for a second. Then he fell on his butt, grabbed his arm. The trainers came out and they walked him out of there. So, um, not a great scenario is all we know about Eloy Jimenez. So drafts this happening this weekend, bub, if we don't hear much outside of he's still being evaluated going into Saturday, going into Sunday in all of these drafts, what are you doing with Eloy? Are you moving him way down the list? Is he off the list like the pitchers? That's why I asked you uh, the question yeah. before. Is it because he's a, you know, uh, gallon is a pitcher 
I think it's a little different with hitters, but it almost seems like the kind same kind of situation here. Yeah, it's tough. Like, I hope you have more information before your draft because just scanning Twitter, what it is good for. Um, I've seen hurt shoulder. He's in high spirits to possibly torn labrum in his shoulder. So I've heard the, there's a whole spectrum on different reports. Yeah, right Doctor Twitter is not very accurate. Some of them are actually like checkmarked people. So I'm sitting there going, huh? Like that. These are the reports they're getting. But yes, I agree with what you're saying. So I hope you have a better report come Saturday, because if it's just you know bumps and bruises like Tatis has, I'll draft him to where he's going right now. If it's a torn shoulder, I, he's not on the do not draft list, but he's dropping down to post 175, 200 for me. Like you're you're drafting, basically you'd be drafting them somewhere where a 25 home run outfielder is at. So right. put them somewhere there. Um, but I'm hoping it's not bad. Yeah, I mean fingers crossed for him for sure. Uh, the last thing I want to ask you before uh, we got to go to break here is about closers. And uh, you know I am a pay up for closers guy. Um, you know it's specifically this year because it seems like so many of those mid jobs are kind of being kicked around and up in the air. So I'm paying up for him this year and I pay up for him most years anyway, but this year in particular, I think it's worse than it has been in a while because of 2020, because of the lack of the jobs we just had Pomeranz get hurt. We figured out Pagan is the guy there. Wickren might looks like he might get the saves. Kirby Yates just uh, had TJ. He's done for the year. Are you paying up for saves this year? And if you are, is that different than your yearly strategy? Are you usually a fine saves on the waiver guy? Um, yes, I'm paying up. My goal is there's like five or six guys like I think are in locked in spots, barring injury. I want to have at least one of those five or six guys, and then I'll fill things in after that. Like I've been on Wickren, I've been on Romano, um, I've been on Pagan, I've been on a bunch of guys super late taking chances. That's fine, but um, I want at least one guy because you're gonna need about sixty to seventy saves to finish in like the top sixty to seventy percentile in your league. If you can get one of these top guys that gets you thirty to forty saves, you're way ahead of the game. So give me that. That's usually what I do most years, to be honest. But this year more so. Like I have a lot of Rice Iglesias, a lot of him in this in drafts right now for that exact reason. And uh, one thing I will say, it's a, it's a discussion I've had with like Jeff Erickson from Rotowire and some other people. And if you're like in a 12-team league or something, like not a super, super deep league, then you're like last four to six picks. Grab a bunch of those guys like Whitgren and potential closers that within this next week before the season starts, you can find out if they're going to get the job or not. And then you can drop them and replace them with things you can fill your roster up with. But don't put like your seventh out for there. You can go get a potential closer. So stuff like that. I got you. Yeah. And that's typically what I like to do. I kind of don't mess around with the middle, especially if I'm on the yep. end. I double tap. Then I take a guy in the middle. Then I take some shots. So, but we got to take a break. When we come back, we will end the three hour tour of In This League on the Sports Grid right back after this. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to... In this league. In the dark. You guys hear endless love. You know what that means. It is the end of the three-hour tour of In This League on Sports Grid. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys do great in your drafts. Draft all the players that you love and none of the players that you hate. For me, which means drafting no Dodgers or Alex Verdugo or any of those guys. So uh, <laughs> don't like drafting those guys. But, Bob, I got to ask you before we go here, who are a couple of your guys that you have either have the most shares of or right now you're like, I really want to get this guy. Uh, because he's affordable or whatever the reason is, I got to have this guy on my roster. Yeah, if you guys listen to one of the latest bench with Bubba's, I did my, my shares column, and one of my most rostered pitchers, I have, well, Luke, Lucas Giolito's there, but that's an easy one. Um, if later in drafts, Marcus Stroman. I have a ton of Marcus Stroman uh, developing a new split change. The strikeout rate did go up when he was with New York, and he's going about two to three rounds later than usual just because he didn't play last season. So I'm not too worried about that with Stroman. I think the, the ratio floor is pretty solid there, so I'll take that. And if I want to use a bat, per se, I have a ton of Glaber Torres. So, a ton of Glaber Torres? Which, okay. I didn't think I, which I didn't think I would like, but where he's going in drafts, he's going in like round eight. He And I'm criminal. part of this. He's the overcorrection from his bad year last year because I took him. Uh, I had all the shares of Glaber last year. He was god-awful. Yeah, he's and, horrible. Uh, and I and it's I'm part of the problem there with Glaber for sure. I'm definitely yeah. part of the never again overcorrection. And I want people, but I thought it was going to be like year. that with I thought it was going to be like that with Stanton. And no, I see him going post 100. You can, I know you, I can't. You can't quit him. I can't quit him. I wish I could. I, I really wish I could. But I just. But the price is right. It's just can he play at least 100 games, please? <laughs> I mean, just come on, dude. Just get Carlos out there Correa with the Welsh or Giancarlo Stanton. Who's it gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably Stanton for me, but because uh, yeah. I actually have Correa ranked higher than the Welsh does this year. But wow. uh, with that, we got to end it out. So uh, let let's wrap it up here. Remember, follow us all on Twitter at Bogman Sports for me at BDentric, Bubba at Is It the Welsh. Like I said before, please check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/ITLArmy. We got group me rooms, we got secret shows, we got rankings, we have all kinds of stuff there. You know, if you're LT or higher, you get in the groomy rooms, you can shoot Welsh or I a DM whenever you want to ask us a question. We will get back to you ASAP. So please check that out if you would. Enjoy your drafts. Have a great weekend, everyone. We love you, and we will see you next week. Take it easy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.